0: going
1: on guys. <laughs> We're going to be talking about politics chapter 9 and uh So Josh, what's your main thing about politics? Like what's your main takeaway from any politics?
0: I think politics are uh they're uh. pretty important in today's society. Um a lot of people have different uh, views on politics. Some uh some good, some bad, you know. Uh some I feel like there's two uh categories mainly. We got the the lib and then we got the the Republican. But uh you know, what do you feel about them? Uh usually back in the old days, they weren't such
1: they weren't so radical like now it's just you're either a democrat or you're a Republican, and it's like all the way like radical on each side, and there's no in between. And uh, we're gonna be talking about like politics are brought into most things around us, pretty much everything that you see nowadays are politic wise, like morning news shows, news feeds, uh, social media posts, dinner table discussions. I mean, this is Christian and non-Christian viewpoints, and both sides are corrupt. Um, I don't know why it says this, but it says, polis is a Greek term for city or state, and that's how you get the word politics. Um, it doesn't mean anything. I know. I was just saying it. <laughs> I wrote it down, so I'm going to say it. Um, this whole chapter is how Christians should get involved with politics as history shows there's no one size fits all political form there's no one there's no Christian form of engagement in politics wait uh, therefore no one Christian form of, uh, I don't know whatever anyways uh, a conservative vision for political reform in America so that's a that's the mate that's
0: a uh, essay that's an essay go a a conservative vision for political reform in america um it it's
1: a it asked a question about why do we have nuns and it says the catholic church is uh is evil paying of people so the monks wanted to be the pure so that means they were just paying people. Um so we're back. Um, we had to make sure what a nun was, and it says that they were they. They just the nuns wanted to give their life to the church because everything was so political, and um, the monks wanted to be pure. Um, if you voted conservative in the seventies, you were trying to get the house back together, so you just wanted to everything to come back together so um no one was going like we are today so radical on each side um it it also asked a question um Josh I'm gonna ask you this how is the church supposed to respond about politics
0: uh love kind of contextual with uh what's going on in the world so uh basically if there's something bad happening because of politics like riots and all that stuff as we as we see in our world today they should step in and try to make a reform or have a reform because uh people just turn to violence for everything nowadays yeah, Robert Robert
1: George had a pretty good essay about um political reform. I kinda agree with him a little bit. Um yeah. So did Rod. Rod, Dreher. Uh yeah. That's our, our next little topic. Um we'll talk about that a little bit, but we don't have much to cover on that one. Um as recently as the 1960s, with notable exceptions of civil rights, moral and cultural concerns weren't make-or-break issues in U.S. politics. Americans, Americans voted largely on economics as they had since the Great Depression. The sexual revolution, however, changed all of that. The religious right began to rise in the Republican Party as a secular left and did the same amongst the Democrats. By the turn of the century, the culture was... Undeniably the red-hot center of American politics. Today, however, the culture war was as we knew it was over. The so-called valued voters, social religious conservatives have been defeated and are being swept onto political margins. Josh, you can finish it off.
0: The nation is fracturing along class lines with large members large numbers on both the young left and populist right, challenging the free market, globalist economic consensus that has U.S. politics for generations. Okay, so we'll talk a little bit about anti-political politics.
1: I don't really know how you can get anti-political politics, but this is how it explains it.
0: It might sound strange to call the rule of Saint Benedict a political document. It is nothing less than a constitution governing the shared life of a particular community. Benedict option politics begin with the recognition that Western society is post Christian and that absent of miracle, there is no hope of reversing this condition in the foreseeable future. Christians must turn their attention to something different. Part of the change we have to make is accepting that in the years to come, faithful Christians may have to choose between being a good American and being a good Christian. So it's basically saying, if you are so into politics, then you're not Christian.
1: Yeah, it's just kind of just saying, talking about things of this world, like this world's temporary. So why are you so caught up in something that yeah, you can't care about? Yeah, you can't really even help. Way too much. Yeah, but it's kind of like it's kind of fun to talk about politics and just see how people, what people believe and don't believe. So
0: yeah, they're interesting. Some people are bad about it. If you don't, if you don't vote for this person, I'm going to shoot you. It's kind of how they look at it. Yeah, not really. Sometimes, but
1: you see that more times than not. Josh is more into politics than I am, though. Uh, now we're going to talk about Paleo Baptist vision, uh, the priority of the local church and mission.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, mm-hmm. It mainly talked about it. It brought up this style. It brought up this uh, chapter in Jude. It was chapter Jude three. I mean, Jude chapter three, and uh, it brought up a lot about militant secularism. And the early Baptist practiced congressional polity. They believed that every local church is a micro, microism of the church, universal, and that it is the responsibility of the entire membership to exercise spiritual oversight over one another. They were countercultural. Uh, the earliest Baptists embraced a form of free church catholicity baptists understood themselves to be a commissioned people so mainly what I was talking about is just how they were countercultural and um i mean back back in the day everything was just a lot more laid back and now it's like if you don't do this and you're wrong for it and there's no in between there's no opinion based or anything um and then i think the last uh last little little section we got here is uh, a a contribution to politics um i don't really get to get much out of this little passage but uh you might uh I, I just couldn't and it's what I got out of it was a Christian faith rooted in life and and work of of Abraham kuyu and he was a journalist. He uh, uh, let me see. I'm trying to find where he was. Um, he he uh, changed many people's lives. He was a good journalist. He was very famous. Um. Yeah, and then it talks about Christian and Democrat, but I think Josh has to add something in real
0: quick. I found this online. It's a uh, thing by Christian McParland. Said uh, recently, my small group had an impromptu discussion about politics that pleasantly surprised me. After praying and worshiping together, our conversation veered in a controversial direction, the government's developing pandemic restrictions. One of the group members candidly asked others where they stood politically so he could better understand where everyone was coming from. Oh boy, here we go, I thought to myself. One by one, each member shared their perspective, ranging from political parties to preferred news outlets. While we shared many commonalities, there were enough differences to spark debate, yet after everyone had their say, our group dynamic retained the same friendliness and respect from the beginning of our conversation, as if we have never talked politics, except we had. I was not only relieved that we had avoided contention, but also encouraged to see if this kind of dialogue was possible among Christians. If only all political conversations could be like this, most of us would rather dodge uncomfortable conversations and address political issues dividing our country why should we care about talking politics as Christians what difference does it make if we can't change anyone's minds or the results it matters because in a nation that is becoming increasingly divided politically the church must set an example of unity, respect and love our witness to the gospel depends on it is that it? yep
1: yeah, that's pretty good. What'd you get out of
0: that? Uh I got that uh political conversation should be peaceful. And uh just because someone views something different than you you should not be friends with them or be mean to them. Just uh what would Jesus do? Yeah, Mr.
1: Morris has always taught that on us. He's uh whenever he likes to get in arguments, a lot of he says all the students just just say either you're wrong or you're right and not, they don't ever want to hear the other side of it. And uh a lot of de- a lot of these days like no one even wants to hear the other side of it. You just have your your thought and you don't care what anybody else thinks. And yeah. that's that's fine cuz it's your opinion, but
0: and arguing about it usually yeah. it won't change somebody's opinion. But Who knows? Old Bobby might change his, his
1: mind. If you mm-hmm. yell at him about voting for Trump or something, no, probably not. But uh, that's about. Do you do you have a, a passage that you agreed with, oh, or which I, perspective do you agree with most? And I don't I don't really see which perspective. I don't know a perspective in here.
0: I didn't see a wrong or a right, but yes. I mean I think Christians. Should definitely step in and try to have a political reform because it's getting out of hand. I mean, if I don't see, I don't think it's wrong for Christians to be involved in politics, but I don't know. I don't either. I mean, I
1: feel like everybody in some type of way is involved with them, no matter what. I mean, no one just can't care who's running their country. And probably, some people probably don't. I'm probably wrong about that. But, uh, yeah, I don't really see a right or a wrong. So people, what would Jesus do? What do you think he'd do? Would you keep saying it?
0: I think he'd make peace. I, I think mean, he'd yeah, go and he, be our president. He has the power to do that. Huh? I think he'd he go and take over office.
1: Well, what if no one ever knew him? So? What if he had other jobs to do?
0: He can do them all. <laughs> At once. Yep. Okay. Well. Byron.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, that's about where we're going into. Um, Hope you enjoyed this segment. Little, we had a little hiccup in the first couple of minutes, but that's about it. Thanks, man.